Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, along with um, the beloved Pickle, a.k.a. my father. Um, uh, you can you can look for him on Twitter, on one of his <laughs> 17 Twitter accounts. Um, and we have our... We have one of our henchmen, our boy, Patty Shambro, in the building as well. Gentlemen... How are we doing on this Wednesday afternoon? I guess we're doing good. I guess we're doing good. Could be doing better if we would have won last night, but what are you going to do? What about you, Patty? What are you mentioned? I don't know why they said good. I don't. I mean, I guess we're doing not so good considering nah. it's a three-game losing streak. They look like shit. Um, I haven't been to a game in – few weeks and uh yeah so i don't know why i said good originally so no i'm not doing good i respect your honesty um what were you up to this weekend you missed the game on friday you disappointed everyone where were you yeah i know uh so my job i worked for uh, cbs sports and i traveled to college football games for as a producer broadcast producer i was up at west point Saturday morning for West Point versus Holy Cross. Uh, I usually do make it to the games when I'm at West Point um, for those games, but uh, I decided to give my tickets away because my call time was 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. And it's a good thing. I, 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 didn't, I didn't miss a good one. So You did. All right. You didn't, you didn't first, miss much. The first game of the season I missed. That's pretty good. Um I've actually I've had a really busy couple of days that I just want to well we could briefly talk about it. I actually so I went to the game Friday. I brought Bo. We brought the the free Holt sign, which was which was fun. Saturday I had to coach three soccer games in the morning, the last games of the season, and then um, so Saturday night I went into Manhattan for the UFC fights. You ever been to one of them? I haven't, no. No, I haven't either. Yeah, so I work with a company who hooked us up with free tickets. We ended up uh, that I invited Parabo out there, and he, he met me. Uh, my buddy, he lives in Hell's Kitchen. He's like one of my oldest friends. And uh, <clears throat> so it said on the ticket, it said 6.30 p.m. Uh, for doors, which I figured the fights don't start too late. I know that boxing and everything starts very late. Um. But damn, we got in there and the main fight wasn't until like 1245 in the morning. Ugh. I know. And we were there at like 830. We watched um, two women fight. 
which was interesting. Nice. They could have definitely <laughs> kicked my ass. Uh, and I'm saying we watched two women fight, so we actually watched four women fight. Um, I saw a dude get kicked in the head and knocked out. That was fun. Um, but the the weirdest part and the highlight of the night for sure was at one point in like the middle of this event, um, Kid Rock came out with Donald Trump. Oh my god! And it was like the weirdest. It was like the weirdest situation ever. American Badass by Kid Rock was playing, and then like Donald Trump came walking out doing the like. You know the the fist thing, <laughs> and and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's like Donald Trump, Kid Rock, and like Tucker Carlson, uh, and it was like, it was like the land of Oz. Like it was weird. There was just weird stuff going on. People were booing. People were screaming. Um, but I knew cool right they would have fought each other. I knew right around that time that it was time to get the hell out of there. So, uh, yeah, I ended up leaving at like 1130. Didn't even see. There was two title fights. We didn't get to see either of them. And I hopped on the train and came home. And then I had to go. I had to go to uh, Mohegan Sun on Monday night. And it just so happened Dave Matthews was playing at Mohegan Sun. It's not like I'm a Dave Matthews Band fan, but we got done with dinner. We went to Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. We had some dinner there, and we got done. And the concert venue is like in the middle of the hotel. And I was like, and they were all, all the guys were playing craps and everything. And I, I wasn't gambling, so I thought to myself, I'm gonna just try to sneak into this show and see if I can catch some of this. Sure enough, I just. Walked with confidence, like I owned the place right past the people at the front gate, walked into the show, walked down onto the floor. And then I was like by myself. So it was like I could pretty much go wherever I want. I go to a lot of concerts, so I know how to navigate myself around pretty well. And I got like right up front. But then I realized like I don't really like any of these songs. And I'm like standing there and I'm like looking around. There's a bunch of like, you know, 45 to 55 year old like women and their husbands like you know laughing and whatnot and singing and i'm like what the hell am i doing here so i i literally walked out i stayed for two songs and then i was like all right this sucks so i left and not that there's anything wrong with dave matthews but then i left and i went back to the craps table and i stood there for a while what dave matthews sucks it sucks it did It it was not good and I so stood boring. there and I stood there and I realized, oh, geez, like, I'm not gambling. This is boring. I'm going to go back. And then I walked right back in again and they didn't even say anything. <laughs> Played all along the watchtower and uh, called it a night. But I was uh, I was able to get home last night in time for the Devils game. And, um, you know, it was it was encouraging to see that Lindy Ruff was willing to change the lineup and the the lines that he threw out there in practice prior to the game were were I think maybe he made some adjustments that I think a lot of the fans on Twitter and the internet and us that do content devils related were hoping for. So the question here is and we talked about this briefly dad so I'll ask you Patty. I mean, do you really think that Lindy Ruff went from benching Holtz in 
um, in the game on Friday in the third period when they were losing by three and they needed to come back. Do you think that he went from benching Holt and having him on the fourth line to promoting him to the second line in the next game? That doesn't make any sense. So my, my question is, do you think that Holt, that um, Fitzgerald was the one that said something to Ruff about what we should be doing with Alexander Holt? I certainly think it's possible. It did seem very Aaron Boone-esque. Uh, you know, the ch- shots were being called from a higher up. Um, but then again, I mean, Lindy Ruff does have the history of just totally flip-flopping on lines, especially when they're struggling. But given his history with Holtz, I would say that Fitzy probably did make that call to let's give this kid a chance on a uh, on a line that that uh, complements his skills, as opposed to the third and fourth checking lines. Dad, you look like you're eating a chicken tender. Well, the well the other the other possibility was that they were showcasing halts for maybe maybe going for thinking about a trade for somebody. Um, Where'd you I get kinda, that idea? I, I got it from you. Um, I kind of, uh, I kind of thought it was the other way around, though. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was Fitzy saying, "Hey, man, this guy's our number seven pick." It's like, let the kid play. Let the kid play. You know, just like they got to let Schmidt play. It's like you, you have to see what you got. Yeah. So. Um, I think everyone was very relieved and very happy with the uh, promotion that he gave Holtz. And then he made some adjustments to the back end, which he has yet to touch prior to this game, despite our defense looking really struggling. Now, what surprised me was he moved Luke Hughes up to Dougie. And Luke has played good with Dougie, but it's typically when we are trailing in a game and they're looking to provide some offense. I personally, like we've, I think everybody would like to see Marino and Luke play together again after the success that they had in the Carolina series last year. So I was a little concerned about the defensive game that the, that the Luke and Dougie pairing was going to be able to provide. And sure enough, the Devils' defense looked god-awful last night, and this has been ongoing for games now. And I made a post about, you know, what do you think it is? Do you think that the uh, – to me, the goaltending – and this is where I'm going to get after you, Patty. Your boy Vitek, he looks like dog shit, and so does Akira Schmid. And to get into it, um, I have like a couple stats right here. And it is not good, man. I mean, the Devils right now are second in the league in the worst goal differential, only behind San Jose with minus 12. Um, goals against, we're seventh in the entire league. And goals for, we have the fourth least amount of goals scored at 22. That is not a good combination. Um and you can get into the goalies and uh, let's see. You're missing a stat there, though. What's that? Akira Schmid's leading the NHL for goalies and assists. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So goals saved above expected. VTech is 11th in the entire league at minus 3.6. It's just been a very, it's been a very difficult run for the defense and for the goaltending. And the way I look at it is you can't have both playing bad. So like if your defense isn't going to play good, you need your goaltending to step up and make a big save at some point. And you can't, and if you're and if your goaltending isn't going to be good, you need your defense to play well. And the Devils don't have either going on right now. We'll start with you, Patty, and then we'll roll over to you, Pickle. What are your thoughts on the Devils' goaltending situation, and what do you want to see the organization do moving forward uh, if they're not going to trade for somebody? So, like right now, like what would you? What would you do with Schmid and Vanacek if those are the guys that you think are going to be in the crease moving forward? Well, I was obviously all Team VTech. I really did believe that the uh, playoffs against the Rangers was more or less a fluke and that we couldn't judge the whole season based on those two games because he had a fantastic season. Um, and I thought coming, coming into this year, he was going to solidify himself as a number one and and kind of pick up where he picked up last picked up where he dropped off last year. I do believe that over the last three, especially the last three games, the goalies have been hung out to dry by not just the defense but the forward but the forwards as well. They've been absolutely torched. And also, I'm not putting I'm not I'm not giving him a pass because there have been some very weak goals given up as well. It's just been a whole team effort of poor play in the back ends. Uh, Dougie Hamilton last night, just not getting back. And it's leading to a goal. It's just like flat footed. Uh, the forwards are not buying into playing defensive hockey like they were last year. It's just, they seem comfortable for some reason and they're not grinding in the back end. As far as the goalies go, I'm nervous. I am nervous. They look, they both look rough. <sighs> what do you do? Do you panic and trade away assets for someone like, but like, and then again, I've been saying it since I've come on, started coming on with you, Bill, who are you going to get? There is, there's nobody out there that you can get. So you either have to sack up and figure out how these guys are going to be able to play defense in front of these goalies and try to help them a little bit when they're struggling, or it's going to be a long season. And I can't, I don't think there's anybody out there that can tell you an answer behind this. Like what goalie is out there that you can trade for? I've heard like, is Minnesota going to part with Marc-Andre Fleury? I don't think so. Is Nashville going to part with Soros? Really don't think so. There was a report today that some team tried to get him offered a haul, which I actually do believe it was the Devils, offered a haul in the offseason season to, and Nashville said no. And Hellebuck just signed a deal to stay in Winnipeg. There's nobody out there. So – and I've been saying this from the start. There's nobody out there. You got to figure out how to play in front of these guys because they have the talent to do it. They absolutely have the talent to do it. And they just haven't, they one, haven't been playing good in the back end. And two, the uh, goals expected are just not going in. They're just snake bit in the offensive zone, even though they are putting up, they are putting up points, but they're not putting up the points that they should be. What about you, Pickle? I agree. I agree. I, I'm not, you know, I thought that I thought that Akira Schmidt actually played 
a decent game last night. He played a really good first two periods. The third period, all three of those uh, goals, the first three goals were caused by defense. Uh, Dougie being on the same side of the ice as Luke and falling down. Siegenthal losing an edge behind the net. Siegenthaler. Siegs. I call him Siegs. Um, him, Him actually falling down behind the net, turning over the puck in the defensive zone, led to, you know, uh, Kyle Kyle Connor being open. Um, and I think the third one was Ball. Ball, you know, hesitated to turn back and just chip the puck, didn't chip it more than three feet, and it was picked up by then thrown up uh, thrown right out front and just scored scored another goal. So there were three goals that were direct turnovers from our dig. If you look at the way they're playing, I don't think that I don't think that either one of them are their stats don't look good, but look at look at everybody else's stats. Connor Hellebuck is 35, rated 35. I mean, is he a better goalie? Yeah, I think he is. Um, I think we got a small sample size. I don't think it's time to start start worrying about that. I think it's more uh more time to start worrying about our defensive pairings and, you know, them getting the job done, not turning it over. You're not worried about our goaltending is what you're telling me. I'm not, not right yet. Not right yet. Because if you look at, if you look at the goalies, if you list them from who's playing the best and who's playing the worst and, you know, the guys that are Do they have to blow before? And I'm not just saying it's not on the goaltender. yeah, um, I don't blame the goaltender. I, the game, the Washington game, it was two on ones going in. It's, you, that's not fair. I'm not. I'm not debating whether those. there's that whether our defense has played well or not because they clearly have not. So I'm not debating that at all. But if you want to win games, you're going to need your goalies to make a save at some point. You're gonna, and you're gonna need them to get hot. And for them to get hot, they have to, they have to be at least a little relaxed in the crease and not be constantly having two on ones, three on ones bearing down. But to think that Vanacek played well last night is not, that's just not the case. Schmidt, Schmidt, you know, I think Schmidt, if, if you watch, you know, if you, you had I don't know if you record the first period, watch, watch the first two periods, the first two periods he played, he wasn't stopping either one of those pucks, e- e- either three of those pucks. Um, maybe the last one, maybe the last one. Well, the uh, one sneaked right through him. That was brutal. That was, that would, it deflected off of three people. It's like deflections. You got to give them a, a people a pass for deflections when they come from the other side of the net. When he's set up to take a shot from the right point, and it winds up deflecting off somebody on the left side. No, of the I'm net. talking about the five hole goal that just went right through him. Yeah, I don't remember that goal. Don't remember that one. You don't remember the goal. You don't remember the fourth goal of the game? Yesterday. Oh, the fourth goal in the game. Okay. I was talking about the first two periods. I was saying he played good. He, you know, you're going to leave, you're going to let up a soft goal here or there. Yeah, I, don't, sure. I don't think we, I don't think we played enough games. Let's say to your to point, re- Pickle, like Schmidt has, you're saying the first two periods, but that's kind of been the story of Schmidt all season. He just hasn't put together a complete game. It's like there's always one period that he gets torched right. in. 
It's been the story for our entire team. We can't get 60 minutes out of our entire team. Yeah, I know. Not being, we- not being able to break out of the zone, defensemen turning over the puck behind the net, that seems to me like our biggest problem. You need a save. If you're in the, th- if you're in the third period with a, in a one-goal game on the road, you're going to need a save. You're going to need a save at some I, point. I agree. I agree. We were in the third period of the game, and we had some really good scoring chances. And, you and know, Hellebuck came up really big. Um, he came up really big, and it was the difference between us tying the game the first 10 minutes of the third period. I, th- I thought we owned that. Um, and then we let up a soft goal, and it turns into, you know, it's just everybody's – Everybody's taking the rest of the night off. Yeah. So Luke and Dougie clearly did not play well together. And what was really concerning was in the beginning of the game, the ball and um, Smith pairing. And actually, as the game went on into the second period, when it was the long change, they couldn't get off the ice and they were stuck out on the ice for a very long time. And, um, you know, now it's ball's turn to pick up the slack for Brendan Smith. Right. And Brendan Smith, like, clearly hit that guy from behind last night that the ref didn't call the penalty, which it was a penalty, but he didn't call it until the fight happened. And then he called the boarding penalty. Now, whether it was the ref on the other side of the ice that maybe had his arm up that we didn't see, but that wasn't the case. But um, the ball Smith pairing got caved in last night. And Siegenthaler has not played well either. So you're getting to the point where, okay, if Dougie and Luke don't play well together and Siegenthaler's not playing good and Ball is trying to make up for Smith's deficiencies, that's a lot of defensemen on your back end that you're worried about. And um, and obviously your your defense is what starts your offense. So if you can't move the puck and you can't tra- transition the puck, our speed is useless. But the truth is, the Devils have not been playing with speed. So the, the team that we saw last year that played with speed through the neutral zone and was able to get in on a four-check, we do not look like the same team. And what worries me is, you know, we talked about the hype of the Devils coming into this season. There is a lot of talent on this team. Um, but... To me, I'm not seeing the passion or the heart or the sacrifice that it takes, despite whether you're ex, you know, an uber-talented team or not, um, and you're missing two of your star players. It's like you need to, you need to ha- dig down a little bit, and I, I'm really not seeing that from the team. I'm not seeing them skate and dig as hard as they did last year. What about you, Patty? What do you, I, I, I thought ahead, they looked slow, too. I really thought they looked slow last night. I didn't think that they, they were not, running puck Dad, not battles. To cut you off, I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about the whole season. Well, I'm, I'll talk about the last three games, and I don't think that we've looked fast. I don't think that we, we looked like we really wanted to win the puck battles along the boards and stuff. Um, there hasn't been a good game. We have not played a 60-minute game the entire season. We're 15 games into the season. We're going to be 15 games into the season. At some point, you are who you are. Like Right. And the thing that scares me is that we do have a defensive problem, and we're, you know, now Miller is back. 
And he didn't have, I don't think that he played any better than, you know, I don't think he's the answer. I hope he is, but I mean. Well, he's got to be better than Smith. He can't be worse than Smith. He he can't be. He can't be. I'm just saying it would be it would be a nice opportunity to get Nemitz up. I mean, our defense is playing bad. It's like I don't think <clears throat> you know. We talked. About I don't it think in, they're going to do that. We talked about it on the last that. episode with, with Publius, and it was like keep Nemitz away from Ruff, like especially with all of the breakdowns and the lack of uh, strength and the and the mistakes on the back end. Just keep Nemitz away from Ruff at this point. Like I. I want to see him play selfishly, but I think Colin Miller is probably the answer. I'd rather just see a defenseman who goes in there and can plays the style of game that Ruff wants, and then Ruff will just defend him till no end if it means getting Brendan Smith off the ice. What would you do on the back end? Patty? He's going he's gonna to keep – I don't think he's going to swap out Smith for Miller. I, I don't. I think – I think Ruff. I think ugh, I think Ruff really values Smith's ability on the penalty kill, and he's just going to hang on to him. Like, he's just I don't know, and I don't want to keep targeting Brendan Smith. I don't want to keep fucking talking about Brendan Smith because he's not the the issue. Like right. he is an issue, but he's not the issue. No, he's not the issue. Um, and I don't want to keep piling on him. Um, it's almost like you know. And, and I have been guilty of it, obviously, but like I don't want to. It's like Devils fans like are out for blood with this guy, as if he's the reason they're not playing well, and it's just not the case. It's back to what I was when we asked me about the goaltenders. It's it's a whole team thing. Like my I think my biggest concern is that the forwards are not committed to playing that back end defense that they were last year. You know, they were all over the ice, and it was a two way game for everybody last season. And you're just not seeing that this year. And the defense, it's like every single pairing, it's like they don't even want to be out there to play defense. It's like, like it, it, I can't even explain it. Like Dougie, the the goal that Dougie gave up last night was infuriating. It's, it was like peewee stuff. It's like, get on your side. Like, what are you doing? And like the puck came, puck came out to the point and he just stood there and watched it and then watched him take a slap shot. It's just... What, what, what's going on here? Why? What happened to the Devils team last year that was all over the ice and just playing the brand of hockey that I think Lindy Ruff, that I, I not think, I know Lindy Ruff wants to implement fast, high-paced, forwards buy-in to getting, getting back and getting the puck out of the zone and, and breaking out. It's just not there. And they're trying, I think, that they're do trying you, to do it. Do you uh, think no, that, actually, no do I don't. I think, I think it's an. Effort. I think the game plan's there. I think it's an effort. I think it's an effort issue for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't want to use the excuse that Jack and Nico are out because this was happening when they were right. in. Um, and it, I believe that the play will change when Jack comes back this week. It's just what's it, to me. It's a it's a whole ice thing. Yes, worried about. I'm worried about the defense. Hundred percent. Yes, I'm very nervous about the goaltenders, and I'm ex- and I am also very nervous about the forwards. It's a whole whole roster thing because the for- the forwards are not holding up their end of the bargain either. I know they're playing okay, 
they're playing all right on the, in offensively. Not that's just all right. That's all it is. It's a whole ice thing that I'm worried about. So I don't want to, you know, sound the alarm that we need a new goalie. You know, uh, Brendan Smith has to go. Like it's not one underlying issue. This is a full across the board issue right now. That's and that's why I'm so nervous. Do you think it's a Nico lead by example? You know, getting the team motivated to play more or a spark. You know, no, I know, but they haven't played as bad as they played the last three games. I don't think. I don't think they've played that bad. Um, I don't know. Honestly, and I hate to say it, I think I think they need a new voice. I think they need a new voice. Yeah, I think it's like when the Lou Lamorello days. It's you know, it's it's not working. It's time to bring somebody else. It's not working. I don't think. I think Lindy Ruff. I think Lindy Ruff is very much on the hot seat currently. Very. Do much. you think? Do you think I their do. assistant had that much uh, influence last year and him leaving? No, I don't think. I, I don't because you know, I really don't because you know the offense is still you know the power play is still the best in the league. The offense is still you know the goals expected are still there. They're just not. They're just a little snake bitten right now. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's because the assistant's gone. I really don't. I just think it's a whole not buying in to the voice, to the system in the room right now. Right. I think the Devils have a serious problem, and I'm not just overreacting. Because you get this far into the season, and they say, you know, American Thanksgiving, that's when you pretty much, you can't get off to a slow start. It's just not the way the league works. So American Thanksgiving, that's when you kind of know what you're dealing with. Well, you know, we're a week away. We're a week away. And Fitzy can't sit on his ass. He can't. You don't wait until the team has wait. imploded to make a move. You make a move yeah. prior to the team imploding. And we are and on a crash course right now. This is this is not good. I if they got rid of Lindy Ruff, I would. I, I you know we were raised on the Lou Lamorello Devils. If the team wasn't playing well, he made the move. You know they fired a coach before they won the Stanley Cup in two thousand one. You know it's. Or 2000, excuse me, not 2001. Ugh. Um, before, you know, it's just sometimes you need a new voice. And that's kind of what I'm thinking right now, given that it's been 15 games. And like you're saying, we're approaching Thanksgiving. Lou Lamorello, certain- someone posted something about Lou Lamorello today. Lou Lamorello, he would never have dealt with this. And he was such a badass that he would fire the coach, not knowing who he was going to have be the coach, <laughs> and get on the bench and coach the team. <laughs> that's crazy, right? Definitely. Like, that takes balls. But when you know that something isn't working, you know, and you know Alex Chauvency, he he po- you know he does a lot yeah. of doubles posts and stuff, and he said, oh well, they're never going to move Lindy Ruff because he just signed a multi-year extension, and that's not true at all. Like doesn't uh, matter, doesn't matter. Two year, two people, year contract. People move people move coaches all the time. It's like yeah, it, in hockey, there it's no holds barred. You know, it doesn't matter if he just signed a deal. You get into last night. It took us nine minutes to get a shot on goal in the second period. Yeah, I think that's a really big problem. I and mean, it's not the first time many, it's happened. No, you look at how many shots, and I think we're just doing that, doing that same thing that we did last year when we went into a little bit of a slump 
you know, trying to get the perfect shot rather than you're between the dots, man. You got to let it fire, get a rebound. It's like get a gritty goal in front of the net. Don't don't try and hit him like along the crease with a. Uh, I don't even. You know, think, I don't even pass. think that we've like overthought things or anything. We haven't had generated any kind of offense at all. Mercer did a couple last night. He had a couple shot passes where you're between the dots and you could see the goal. It's like take the shot. Those guys, if that guy's that close to to get the deflection, he can get the rebound. You know what's a shame is what the hell happened to Jesper Bratt? Like. Jesper Bratt fell off a cliff. Like, he's been kind of nowhere to be found for the past, let's say, four or five games after literally looking like probably the most well-rounded player on the team for the first ten games of the season. We could use some Jesper Bratt. I mean, he's been been invisible. It's a Um, team effort. The team effort of being shitty. It's like when you're playing, I think when they're playing good, everybody's everybody's playing good. Maybe not everybody's putting up a ton of points and stuff. And I think when you get into that funk and start playing bad, I think, I, you know, besides Toffoli and, and Meyer, it's like I'm not overly impressed with anybody's play right now. I know, but that's not to say that you can't use the leaders that are on your team that you just paid nine million dollars to play well. Like, I'm going to stick with I. I didn't before I started this. Before I came on, I wasn't in the get rid of Lindy Ruff boat. And as as we're talking, I'm kind of firmly thinking we should get rid of Lindy Ruff. Just get a new voice in the room. I mean, maybe see what Kevin Zanine, the Utica coach, can come up and do. I don't. I don't know. Just, just change something. It, it's, like, time. it's time. Five or six more games into the season, if we still have the same problem, then without a doubt, and bring them out back, bullet to the head, whatever. And you got to, you know, you got to change something. It's like five or six games. You can't lose tomorrow and lose Saturday. No. And you can't use and the excuse that they don't have Nico and Jack. It, it doesn't work in my opinion because they still have the talent to win these games. Like they're a much better team than the Winnipeg Jets without Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. They're a much better team than Washington without Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes. No, I, mean, I agree. Like, I agree. It's at a certain point. At a certain point, something's got to change, and you can't get rid of the players. I mean, you can, but not the ones that you paid all this money right. to. And that's, that's so. Let's try something new. You got to win the games that you're supposed to win, and pull out some of the ones that you know maybe you're not supposed to. We're not doing that. We just gave up. We just gave up four points. Yeah. And if they, if the Rangers, well, they're playing two red hot teams this week in the Penguins and exactly and the Rangers. And if and if they get dog walked by both of those teams, Lindy's gone, hundred percent. I, I still think that the goaltending does loom over them. You know, I do. I think that it's it's a it's a big enough issue to where you can't let up. We can't as a team. It's a team effort, but it's at the end, effort. but the, you have to have expected goals above above at some point. You can't be the, you can't be the lowest, and if you no. can't rely on either, you're. I don't know. It's just there's also I've been saying it like there's nothing we can do about the goal. There's no option. There's no other options than these I don't two guys. That. 
But who, who are you going to get? I know. Who's the option? Who's the option? You're trying to tell me that you guys don't think that there's any way that you can improve your team in the net right now? I would go after Jacob Markstrom. He's 33 years old. He gets paid $6 million, and Calgary's trying to burn their entire organization to the ground. What do you give it up for him? You would probably – he signed till 20, till uh, 25, 26. So you would probably have to give up Seamus Casey in a pick. I mean, you could end up in the position now where it's 2025, 26, and you still don't have any goaltending. But I don't. I am. Not, I'm not the type of person. I don't believe in. There's no way that you can improve your roster. Like, you know, that's why these guys get paid a lot of money. Is you have to be creative. And when you see a team struggling like Calgary, it's like Markstrom has played well for a very long time. All right, agreed. That you, you, there are ways to improve a team, but that's not going to be for quite a minute. Like, you know, the trade deadline is not for a while. Like, they're the teams that are going to unload goaltenders, eat, but, but Calgary's going to listen to everybody and they're going to and they're going to wait and they're going to wait and they're going to wait. Like, even, even them who are, you know, have already put the for sale sign out, they're going to wait. They're going to do the same thing with all the with all the defensemen they have. They're going to wait until the very last minute and unload because they know they're not going anywhere. So my point is, I don't think I really don't think that there's somebody you can trade for right now. Like it's going to take a few more weeks, months before the trade line starts pro- approaching and teams are know their position and know who they can unload. Yeah, I mean. You look at what Calgary is doing right now with Zdorov and Hannafin and Tanev, um, and we talked about we talked about Zdorov and how that was a guy that I was targeting prior to him saying that he wanted out of Calgary, knowing that Calgary is trying to get some assets so they could try to rebuild. You know, it hasn't gone the way that they've expected. Um, he's a guy that could definitely step in and, and help out. You start getting to the point where I, I'm starting to personally get to the point where I'm wondering, is this a season that we're going to punt? And it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to punt the season away, so you're going to try to make the playoffs and you're going to try. I, I don't think that the devils are capable of winning a Stanley cup with the roster that they have right now. That's my personal opinion. And if and if that's the way that upper management was to feel, I would make a move for a coach sooner rather than later. And I would also start to bring up some of my, I would bring up Nemitz if I thought that that was the case so that we could get some experience under his belt. Um, but right now I have, I don't have any confidence in the team and I don't think that that does not that's I am not saying that they won't get better and they can't get hot and they can't do all kinds of things, but they don't play a really physical game. It's not like the Florida Panthers where if they sneak in, they can play this real physical game where they could wear you down and they're built for the playoffs. We're not really built for the playoffs. We're actually more built for the regular season than we are for the playoffs. So um, if you if this team doesn't play with speed and you don't have any saves, and you're not playing most of the game in the neutral zone or in the offensive zone, we're not really built to play in our own defensive zone very well. 
they're not going to punt on the season. No, I don't. They're not going to punt on the season. But well, by punting, I hear what you're saying. By punting, I hear what you're saying. This, by punting, this is what it would be. It would be you don't make a move in net. You continue to play Schmid to see what you have out of him. And by and, and there's nothing wrong with this. This is not necessarily a bad thing. It's more about all right. Maybe we don't think we're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. Let's see if this is going to be our guy moving forward. Let's bring. Let's give him just as much. You know, give him just as many starts. See if we could groom him. And then we'll get Nemitz involved and we'll get him some games. And it doesn't mean he has to play every night, but it's like you're going to start trying some things that are a little more risky, that have a little more are risk adverse than it would be if you got, then if you're playing it safe and you're like, listen, we're trying to win the Stanley Cup right now. We're going to play Brendan Smith for the rest of the season because we're worried about having a young player make a mistake on defense. Like to me, at this point, Nobody's playing well. And I would make a move. I would. So, like, if you're going to punt, you would you would, you would would get rid of your coach. Because your coach is trying to win the Stanley Cup is my point. So, two years down the line, we're going to have Dougie, Luke, um, Nemitz, Seamus Casey, we need we need like a Zadorov would would really we need defensive. Well, defensive. we have Marino, and we have Siegenthaler. They're signed. We have two guys, two guys that are that are that you could consider defensive defensemen. Uh, ball, you know, he's bubble ball. You know, is he is he going to be that? Is he going to grow into the true defensive defenseman? I'm just well, saying, like well, for for not- the time being, right now. Well, um, Zdorov is on a one-year contract. He signed for one year. Mm-hmm. Kevin Ball could easily be Zdorov by the time he's twenty-eight. I'm a big Ball guy. I, yeah. I love Kevin Ball. I'm, I mean, I'm, he's I'm, also young. So do I. He's, very, he's, the same game. he's just yeah. a little bit older, a little more experienced. Like they pretty much play the same game. Uh, Zadorov is a lot better, much more off, off, offensively too. Zadorov's offensive game is, is he's going to be a six. He's going to be he's going to be on your third pairing. You could play him with Luke. He would be an upgrade right now. My point is, I think that in a couple a couple years, this would be Kevin Ball could be a Zadorov type player. Sticking Kevin Ball with Brendan Smith is so asinine because they're just. I'm a big Kevin Ball guy. But that's he. You can't pair him with another slow defenseman. You can't. They're going to get torched. He Kevin Ball needs to be on the line with Dougie or Luke. Like that's where he needs to be in one of those two positions. And I, I it's just like mind boggling to me that we can't see Luke Hughes with John Marino and and like it just yeah. these, these defensive pairings are just you make you want to rip your hair out. It's just the whole. I don't fucking get it. I really like you know every Devils fan on every jackass on Twitter can see that Luke Everyone. like Marino and Hughes should play together and we just can't see it. So the, his his next move is pair Hamilton and then Ball and Smith. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm uh, I'm even more on the fire Lindy Ruff train now that I'm like talking to myself. <laughs> and doing it. It's fucking ridiculous. All you, all you have to do is think about it out yeah. loud. <laughs> all right. Um, Let's get into some questions. And 
we had a pretty decent amount. Um, well, before we do that, what do you do with is it or is it Tice Thompson time? Can we bring in Tice Thompson? Like, do we agree that Nate Bastion does not and Tyranny do not deserve another game? No, they no. there definitely should be a, at least Tyranny should be a healthy scratch. I think all three of us when we or did just the, flip them when we yeah. did the show before the season started, we were all, all three of us were on the getting Tice Thompson into the yeah. roster because he had a great preseason. Uh, I did love his frame and what he could potentially bring. Yeah, I, I, it's time that we – I don't – you know, it's just like you don't expect Lindy Ruff or management to do these smart things. It's like Lindy uh, – Tice Thompson should absolutely be getting a shot right now. Like, Nate Bastion has been bad, and I like – Nate Bastion's been bad. He's, been I, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, I, you know, hung out with him in Hoboken a couple times when I lived up there. We lived near each other. He's a, he's a great guy. He's – you know, all the players say he is, you know, locker room glue – Totally. But he's just, yeah, it's time. It's time we see somebody else. Um, you you get into Ryan Novosinski. You guys know Ryan Novosinski, obviously. And I think that he has done a very good job covering the Devils. And it was kind of cool to see, to have somebody that worked for a legit news source that would go into the locker room and be able to ask the coach the questions, the hard questions that weren't just total softballs for him. You know what I mean? So it's not really fair to criticize Amanda Stein or someone that works for the Devils because they're never going to do that. Yeah. And it was good to have Ryan Novosinski that was able to go in and say, ask some of the questions that all the real Devils fans were wondering. So last night he, he sent out a tweet and called the Devils game pathetic. He's like, this is pathetic. And it's like, we're on a three-game losing streak. Dude, you have no idea what pathetic is. Like, let's be real. Like, he got to the team last year and started covering the team last year when they were good. Like, the 10 years before last year, I mean, we have seen pathetic hockey. Like, last night sucked. Last night is not good enough for what we have. But compared to what – it feels like a little spoiled, right? Like it's like compared to – we know no, pathetic. definitely. Like definitely. we know what pathetic is. That didn't seem like it. Um, and then he asked the coach – I think it was him. It was either him or Mike Morial asked the coach. Oh, well, you know, they asked Ruff after the game, what did you think the team's defensive play in their own end? And he said it was great or I liked it. And I think that, like, if you saw the interview, you would think differently of the of the actual quote. So if you read it, you're, like, thinking to yourself, there's no way he could honestly think that. I think he just wanted to get the hell out of the room. Like, that's, like, I was watching it, and it was, like, he basically was just, like, yeah, no, it was great. And then he just left. And it, and it, it was, was a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't, like, I don't think he put any thought into it. I think he was uh, was pissed off. And he just said um, whatever he had to say to get out of the question. So I, I wouldn't take that quote like – It's still infuriating. It's still a stupid thing to say. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Um, but I, I wouldn't – you know, I would – whatever. All right. So we have a bunch of questions, and we'll roll through these real quick. Dad, you think that the devil should go out and get Zadorov? I brought up Zadorov. I like Zadorov. I, I would love to see him get Zadorov. Okay. What are you giving and up? Get rid of Smith. Um, you're going to have to give something up. 
you know, I don't think you're you give up. You know, do you give up Nolan Foot? Do you give up? Um, They're not going to take Nolan Foot. A realistic trade. I'm talking about <clears throat> Dawson Mercer. No, no, I would never. I would he's never not, make that trade. He's not signed. I think. I think he. I think that's who they'd ask for. Yeah, I wouldn't make that trade. Would you I trade Seamus Casey for him? I and that's why I said Seamus Casey before. I think Seamus Casey has a huge upside, and I think he's going to be a great player. But that's you know getting back to my point. We have Dougie signed for how much longer? We have Luke Hughes, who's going to be a you know he's our our first uh, quarterback on the power play, and you have um, and you have. Um, Nemitz coming up. You have you have firepower on the back end. Um, I think you need some stabilizing on the back end. So you you could afford to do it. It would definitely be an uneven trade to me. I think I, we'd be on the the bad side of that trade. I just want to be clear. I don't want them to get rid of Dawson Mercer. That's who I think would right. be would be the target. I don't. That's not who I'm willing to give up. That's who I right. think will be. The exchange because the thing, with, Dawson, the thing with Casey is he's never played a game. Exactly, he's never played a game. So he how could you say that? You, how could you say that he you, hasn't? It's like look at look at the last look at the last ten players that have led Michigan. You know, Owen Powers, Luke Hughes, uh, Fantelli. Um, I mean, they they. They usually don't lead that team unless they're pretty strong players. Um, he's leading. He's leading that team right now. So I'm just saying you you have to you have to. They're going to want. He hasn't real played in NHL. They're going to want real people. They're not going to take your scrubs. They're exactly. not. They don't, they don't want. Do you trade Holtz for him? Do you trade Holtz one for one? Yeah, like. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you think that? Do we all agree that this is a problem beyond Nico and Jack not being out on the ice? Yes. Yes. I think it's a motivational problem. I don't think that they're being motivated. Okay. And then this follows this up. Do our guys lack motivation because most of them got new deals, so they're being somewhat complacent? No. Absolutely, a hundred percent not. The two guys no. that got the new deals are doing the are leading the team, so that's definitely not. Yeah, no, not at all. Do you believe Holtz will be in a Zadorov trade? Could he be? You know, I almost wish it for the poor kid because I don't think he's ever going to make it with with Lindy. Well, we could move on from Lindy. He and he just did, and he did just get moved up to the second line. So, like, who the hell knows? You know what I mean? All right, here. Is it time for Nico Dawes? It can't be any worse, right? I I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I still think that that uh, Kier Schmidt could be our. Yeah, I'm not ready for Dawes yet. If anything, was it Poulter? He's been playing good. Right. Um, Tim Wood, what happened to Siegenthaler? Slow start. I've been on Siegenthaler's behind all, you know, all season. 
It went back to last year too, though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't. And then he actually, he got benched. He got healthy. Scratch. In the playoff game, right? right. And then he right. came back and actually played very good. He played, right. he played a lot more physical. Um, Siegs is, he does, he looks a little bit lost. And actually, and that's actually another criticism that I have, not to pile on Lindy Ruff, but I didn't think that Siegenthaler was a guy that would take being healthy, scratched um, well. So, like, to me, when he plays his best, he's playing with a ton of confidence. And to scratch him, to me, I think killed his confidence a little bit and started having him think about things instead of just reacting and um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Siegenthaler right now, but he has not looked good at all. Um, Def- defensive pairings. Let's put him put him put him somewhere else. This is a funny one. This is from Artem Duda. Aside from being a slap shot merchant, what does Dougie actually bring to the team? Because defensively, it looks like zero. I don't think I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's that bad on defense. Are you kidding um, me? Yeah, that's that's you know that's no. what, are we, what are we talking yeah, about? You're not you're not watching the same game you know, we are. There's there's a large portion of, of I mean I know I got on Hamilton tonight, you know, but there's a portion of this fan base that just loves to rag on Dougie Hamilton and I really don't get it. Like there's guys in, in my section that are always chirping Dougie Hamilton and You know what it is? They, they, people chirp anytime someone gets paid a lot of money. Yeah. That's when you're just under a microscope. But I mean, Dougie Hamilton has been one of our best Fantastic. players for sure. But at the same time, his effort last night was suspect on that goal. So, but Dougie Hamilton is uh, is not the problem. You can, you can show me. Why are you people? You could show mistakes by every single defensive guy last night. So to pick to single him out, that's yeah. I singled it out. I singled him out just you know because we expect more from him, not because absolutely, not absolutely. because not because we think he's a zero. You know that's that's right. crazy. That's it's crazy. And not for nothing. And not for nothing. That was Luke Hughes on the wrong side of the ice. Oh, Luke Hughes was supposed to be on the other side of the ice. So. It doesn't, you know, not to say that he shouldn't have, you know, they, they can flip-flop back and forth and stuff, but I don't think that that was 100% Dougie's fault. Uh, I think you got to talk about coaching, Brat being invisible, how the team didn't get a shot for a whole period. Um, we talked about Brat. I, I, I think Brat does need to step up. Absolutely. And I really like his game so far this year, but he has been nowhere to be found for the past three games, and we can really use him. And this is when your franchise players are supposed to step up and uh, make a big play to get your team out of a funk. So I'm fine with that. Um, Are Toffoli and Brat only good because they play with Hughes and Nico? I was expecting them to do heavy lifting offensively with the other two out. I think Toffoli's been fine. I what mean, more could Toffoli yeah, possibly what, do? What more do you want from Toffoli? <laughs> unless, he, you know? unless he plays goalie too, um, I don't know yeah. what he could possibly do. I mean, yeah, I mean that's just a that's just a reaction to them losing. You know, yeah. if they were if they were winning, Tyler Toffoli would be the people would be saying he's you know Hart Trophy candidate. You know, he's he's playing fantastic right now. And there's not much more you can ask from from Toffoli. 
these are the texts that me and Billy have at the end of the game after a bad game, you know, just like randomly lashing out and stuff. Yeah, Toffoli, there's nothing wrong with Toffoli. Uh, what? This is not – this is this is a question that I'm seriously wondering is, is what does happen to this team if, God forbid, they lose Thursday and Saturday? And there's going to be a lot of Ranger fans in the building – and the Devils had a lot of expectations coming into this season. And I do wonder about Lindy being on the hot seat if they drop five in a row. Um, are these two games, I mean, not to mention we, we're going to be knocked out of a playoff spot. So that's like a whole nother thing. We're not even, you know, we're kind of almost taking it for granted that we're going to be in this wild card chase down the road or we're going to be one right. of the top three teams in the Metro. And that really is not what the team has looked like. And what's really concerning is they just haven't played one full game yet. They haven't played one game where they've forechecked hard and dominated and played with a ton of speed. And we're – you're getting to a lot of games in, and at some point, that's going to catch up with you. Um, what happens if, God forbid, they're going into Pittsburgh, they're playing the hottest team in the league, and then you're going, and then you got New York coming into town, who is, you know, is on fire? What happens if they lose these two games? I, I said it earlier. I think, I think he's, I think Lindy's gone if they lose these two, next two games. I really do. I think he's gone. He's done. What about you, Dad? I, you know, I don't know if they'll get rid of him. Um, would I like for them to get rid of him? But I, I don't know if they're going to fire Lindy. I really don't. I'll I think they, if they lose them, you know, then we are in deep shit. I think we're fifteenth. We're we're in fifteenth place in in the Eastern. Um, we're not in the playoffs now. You know, we we wouldn't make a wild card if it ended right now. Fifteenth place? What, like second yeah, to last? Like they, they, yeah, yeah. Take a look. Take a look. It doesn't look good. Um, we're not in a wild card position right now. We're fifth in the metro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If they if do look lose at, these next two games, the fire Lindy chants are coming back. Oh, definitely. If you look at the, the wild well, card. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at Montreal, it. Tampa, Pittsburgh, and Toronto are in front of us. Yes, yeah, so we're not 15. There's only 16 teams. Um, it, all right, go ahead. Right? There's only there's, 16 teams in the, in the conference. We're There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. There's only three teams with less points than us. That's all I'm saying. Well, we're in 11th. We're in 11th place in the conference. No, that's that's not. That's we not are, true, but true. a lot of teams have a lot of teams have 15 points. Anyway, um, the, oh, the Fire Lindy chants are definitely coming out. If if they, oh, you you know it. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> Uh, we, we are going up to uh, Krugs before the game. So I almost feel like this is like the physical challenge. So I'm – Adrian, my wife, got a sitter. Oh, nice. Yeah, is it? Or is this a test? Because I worry about my self-control. If they lose Thursday and then we go Devils-Rangers with her – 
this is like our date night. This is going to be a date night for us. And it's like, if they lose, it's going to suck. And and Devils fans are just going to be pissed. If they were to lose on Saturday night, if they were playing the Capitals, people would be pissed if it was a five-game right. losing streak. If you have right. half the building filled with Ranger fans and you lose, and I'm out on a date night, it's like, oh, geez, we're we're doing the high five with the players. Hey, is there anything that you guys want me to say to the players in the tunnel? You're doing it again? No, no, no. This is the only one. This is on Saturday. Oh, I thought you did it last week. Which, no, no, it's on Saturday. It's for the Devil's Ranger game. So here, listen, if you are listening to the podcast right now, everybody part of the Trap community, leave a comment below on what you want me to yell at the players, and I will try to get uh, I will try to get on video me saying something, or we'll go for one, one of the things to say. It's going to be me just saying like a bunch of people's random quotes, which will be really strange. It'll be like almost like I'm having a Smith, you suck. Almost like I'm having a stroke. You know what I mean? Just like play harder. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we're, we're going to be we're going to hit Krugs for the first. Time. It's my first going to be my first time. So uh, you, you really need me to fly up, up for uh, moral support? No, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with Krugs. Everything on the menu is good. All right. Um, you're going to the game, right? I'll be there. I'm working, but uh, I'll get at my game. My my game is at noon, be over by 3.30, and then I'm only an hour-ish from Newark. So nice. driving straight there. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – we'll get into um, – Everybody's favorite uh, time of the show. Billion dollar picks, okay? So, we've been on fire. After our first week, that was a total disaster. We've uh, we've done pretty well for ourselves. So, we're back over 500. We're at 11 and 8, minus 82 bucks. Your Fresno State bet the house. Clobbered. Um, all right, so I got a couple games. One. Uh, let me pull this up. You do picks, Patty? I give you some. I got some trivia for you too. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. You got a piece of paper, Bill? All right, let's get into this. Oh, come on. Hey, Dad, uh, while I'm looking this up, can you explain to uh, your beloved uh, pickle uh, following what your situation is with your Twitter accounts? All right. All of my Twitter Twitter accounts are closed, and we are now just pickle, a.k.a. Bill Botch Sr. That's your Twitter handle? Yep. Oh, man. So I'm going to check this out, actually. I should have flipped it around. I should have made, and then at the at is Pickle Botch, which that should have actually been the name. I'm, like, really horrible at, at Twitter. I'm not a uh, at I'm not a big Twitter guy. Oh, yeah. So pick, oh, Pickle Botch. Well, dude, so first of all, it's Pickle, a.k.a. Bill Botch Sr., but it's all one word. You can make it more it than is. one word, dude. All right, so I'll split them all up. <laughs> what? 
Nickel Botch is actually. A, why, why don't a good you be act. a good son and hook me up and fix me right, up? Here, here, dude, go into there and then just make it Bill Botch, aka Pickle. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. So for the picks, this is what I got. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, we got the Edmonton Oilers. I think you look at what Edmonton did. They knew that they couldn't afford to blow this season. They had to get ahead of things. They fired Jay Woodcroft, come out, and they played good the other night. I like them at home. I think they won their first game. Uh, and I, th- I think that they're going to continue to try to turn a corner, and they've been um, rejuvenized a little bit. They have Seattle tomorrow. So give me Edmonton want minus 192. I'm not taking the puck line because they might have to squeak this one out. I've also got Thursday. Give me the Vancouver Canucks at home versus the New York Islanders. The Islanders are falling apart. Uh, Vancouver's five, uh, one and one at home, and they have a plus 33 goals against differential. The Islanders have a minus 11 goal differential. Uh, so give me Vancouver minus 155. Tomorrow, I also, I like the New Jersey Devils play the Pittsburgh Penguins, not the Steelers. But if they did, I still like the over. I like over 6.5. Pittsburgh's one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Devils can't make a save. Devils have to get on the board eventually. They're going to be playing with a lot of... um, a lot of eyeballs, a lot of pressure on them. I'm expecting them to to net a couple. Give me over 6.5. Those are my three picks for today. Patty, what do you got? You got anything? Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, you stole one of mine in Vancouver. Uh, but tomorrow night, I'm taking the under 6.5, Tampa Bay versus Chicago. Uh, just, I think that's going to be a real defensive struggle. I'm going to stick with Vancouver money line against the uh, Puck line, money line against the Islanders. Uh, and you guys know I'm the college football guy. Uh, my lock of the week is North Texas minus two versus Tulsa at three o'clock. Oh, love a good North Texas game. Hey, I work all these shitty college football games. I know these teams. <laughs> love it. Uh, Dad, what do you think of Connor Bedard? Connor who? <laughs> what do you think of Connor Bedard? He's doing okay. He's doing okay. I think he, he might have a chance at catching Luke. He's got nine goals in 13 games. Oh, I know. I know. Um, I'll, ad- I'll admit it. I'll admit I'm wrong at the end of the year. Not a moment sooner. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm on the Luke Hughes train and I'm not getting off. What are your thoughts on Luke Hughes so far this season? Luke Hughes is adequate. I think that, you know, he's he's got a lot of points for a rookie, but I really thought he'd have more goals. Uh, I thought he'd have more goals on the power play. Hmm. How many goals does he have? One? He does. Eight points, one goal. Or nine points. Make sure you check him out. Pickle at Pickle Botch, aka Pickle, aka Bill Botch Senior, all one word. Um, 
he'll have a new one next week. Spelt just like it sounds. The good, the good thing about all the Twitter accounts is you get multiple likes on your on your posts. Yeah, yeah, there you I, go. I, I know. I, know. I, I, I got a lot of followers if I all put them all together. <laughs> I was like, wow, like I'm actually – look at all of these these new followers we have. And then I realized like most of them my father <laughs> logging in from different devices. Um, yeah, but check him out at Picklebotch. All right. Do we want to do some of Patty's trivia? Do it. I got three for you, boys. Do it. Yeah, buddy. All right. Let's get it. I got my paper. Bill Jr., you got a piece of paper? Right on top of that, Rose. (laughs) All right. Our first question. The New Jersey Devils stopped wearing the color green in which season? It was the final year of the color green. All right, Ready? let's see those answers. I can't read those. 80, I, I got 87. <laughs> 1993. You are both incorrect. The final season of the green jerseys was 1992. Ah, oh, I knew it was close. You were closer. All right, question number two. Paulie Walnuts in Sopranos. His real first name, not the actor, the character. What is his real first name? This is Paulie Goltieri, Paulie Walnuts. What is his real first name? What do you say? What do you know? Hey, Apollon Quesadich. What do you hear? What do you say? (laughs) Um, 16 Chessex Slovakians. I got it. <laughs> I didn't think his place was that nice. Pickle, what do you got? You seem to know pretty quickly. Peter Paul. Bill Jr.? Peter Paul. That is the correct answer. That is the you correct answer. Yes. Yeah. I knew he had it. Yep. All right. This one's a little tough, but I have hope for you guys. Claude Lemieux, during the 1995 uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, recorded 13 goals on his way to a, to the Devils' first Conn Smythe winner and first Stanley Cup. How many goals did he score during that regular season? We're going to go closest to the number here. Okay. Twenty-eight. Fifteen. Bill Jr. on the Wheel of Fortune wins. The answer was six. Six. Now remember, really? now he was remember, never really a reg- he was never really a regular season player. He was never a regular season player. And two, you got to remember, it was a half season. Right. It was only forty-two uh, games. But he, if you look at Claude Lemieux, he only scored about fifteen goals a year. He's very Andre Palatish. Yeah. So what a wow. So we're at uh, we're at one to one right now, right? Uh, so okay. on the on this on this on the uh, podcast year, uh, the pickle leads by one, and questions answers correct answered correctly, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you are. You're correct. That's one thing Dad knows. <laughs> I don't know how to use a Twitter account, but I do know uh, who's winning the. Uh, he thinks yeah, Patty Shambro. Uh, yeah, he he thinks that. Um, the Flames are going to take 
Uh, Nolan Foote for the door off. Brendan but, Smith one for one. But he knows that Peter Paul is. <laughs> I'm a very I'm a very good negotiator. That's why I say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, we got some big ones coming up. Man, these are we're getting yeah. into. I am officially nervous. I went from the ceiling's not caving in. Let's relax. Let's take it easy. I am actually definitely nervous. And uh, the Devils have a lot to prove to me over the next. For the next stretch, it's not even like the next couple games. Like I need a stretch of some like good hockey with some forecheck, with some speed, with some defense, just a little character. At some point, you can't rely strictly on talent. And um, I'm hoping that they really it's gut check time. And if they really give a shit about Lindy Ruff as much as everybody says that they do, this would be the time to go and play, get one for the skipper. You know what I mean? Like, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, Dad, you got any final thoughts? I don't want him to come back too soon. Um, I don't want him to come back until he's ready, but I'd love to see Jack Hughes tomorrow. Um, more likely to see him on Saturday because he gets he's a devil killer. But um, I'd love to see it. A Ranger tip. I did get. I also got tickets. I also got, and I'm debating what to wear. I got tickets for on the glass in Tampa, behind the the net where the Devils shoot at twice. And I'm think I'm going to have some trap uh, t-shirts made up mm. for me and Kyle. So you're not going to dress like a pickle. <clears throat> No, I, I I thought that I might catch a little too much shit in the crowd about wearing a, a pickle costume, so I'm thinking maybe a trap T-shirt would be better. Nice. Um, yeah. What do you got, Patty? Uh, not much. Just uh, you know, for, it's always fun when the Rangers come to town. Uh, I hope Jack Hughes is back, and let's beat those assholes. Yeah, it's time to really get our game together. And uh, we'll see what happens either way. I think I'm going to try to get um, Johnny Lazarus uh, on the podcast to talk some Devils Rangers. Um, he's a friend of the, he's a friend, he's a friend of the show. And he's uh, no friend of mine. He's a Rangers fan. <laughs> there you go. Um, so Benedict Arnold. We'll see what happens. Anyway, yeah, traitor. Uh, Patty, don't you have? Aren't you supposed to be on a date? This is 7 p.m. Don't you have a date tonight? I didn't. I didn't tell you it was a date. I said I had plans, but yes, it is a date. Oh shit! And it's, Who goes out at seven p.m.? Yeah, yeah it's was like, it that good, good-looking rib-eating girl? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. Good for you. Good for you. That's just perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh man, where are you going? Anywhere good? Maybe I'll pop in. I'm right down the road. <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> Uh, good I'm stuff. Not you. Well, um, all right. Make sure you wash your hands for 20 seconds after using the bathroom. And um, good luck if she shows up. If she's listening, yeah, maybe she won't show up. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So you've been listening to the chat podcast. Please subscribe, comment. Uh, yeah, feel free to leave a comment of what you want me to scream at the players when they're going out onto the ice. That should be funny. Um, but thanks, you, uh, thanks, Patty, for hopping on as always. And Pickle, make sure you check him out at Pickle Botch, Pickle, aka Bill Botch Senior, all one word. Okay, very. Easy. <laughs> why, why don't you scream that? Don't uh, change it. Scream out my Twitter name. Don't change <laughs> it. 
it's all changing. I'm not. Changing. Gotta, yeah. I'm not. I should I'm do not, that. I should I'm yell not. at that. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know what we should do? We should try to get enough people to wear a letter that's Pickle AK <laughs> Senior in the stands. <laughs> Everyone has a letter oh, up. Oh, so good. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks right. for joining. I uh, hope everybody has a good rest of the week, and we'll talk soon. Peace. See you later, guys. See you.